Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. And we are back another uh, episode. I didn't mean to yell at you guys, but we're back another episode of the Me Bros Podcast. I am uh, one third of the trio called the Me Bros. I'm your host, Damon, uh, along with my uh, my super wonderful brothers here, Jeremy Man eighty five. Jeremy, how we feeling, fellas? We're good. Super wonderful, man. I mean, I'm 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 yeah, I'm com- I'm I'm in a compliment complimentary mood tonight. Guys. You know, well, you know what kind nice of mood glass I'm of in? Red wine. Looking at my beautiful wife here. Happy birthday to her. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm feeling really, really, uh, really in the mood to drink. Um, it's been one of, I know it's kind of, it's kind of that, that time of year where you just, you know, you got to keep something. It's that time of year where your your team gets gets beat by a gazillion after you predicted they were going to win by a gazillion. So it's been one of those, uh, (laughs) some of you guys did, uh, some of us expected wins for their teams was not the case. So, you know, we'll we'll get in that. I don't want to get too far into it because. Um, I have to vent about a few things, so I want to make sure that I give okay. myself uh, ample opportunity for that. All right, let's see how. Let's check in with Jeremy, man. How, how are we feeling, Jeremy? You good? I couldn't be better. Could be um, better. Okay. My my bets were superb this weekend. Maybe not quite the bets. Just they were just on this podcast because I was only three and two. But overall, my weekend bets, football, I ended up twelve and three, winning about. It's almost $700, so yeah, it's been a good week for me. Hey, man. Hey, something on you. I don't know what it is, but uh, something need to be on you, man. You, you cashing out 700 You hot as fish grease in these streets, man. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's introduce the podcast, though. Shout out to everybody who's tuning in to us another week. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks for sharing us. Uh, we're slowly, slowly gaining traction with our with our listeners and, and volume of listeners, so that's, that's good to see. Uh, so shout out to you guys for tuning in. But let's go ahead and get into... Uh, to some of the topics that we have to talk about, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Jeremy, and I'm gonna end this this topic with Jared. Let's let's go ahead and get get, get started with this Texans versus Ravens game. Jeremy and I talked uh, very extensively about it last week on how we thought that the Texans didn't have a chance, and they really didn't have a chance based on that game. But Jeremy, excuse me, let's let's start with you on this. Um, what do you think happened to to Deshaun and the Texans, and was it more? The Texans just uh, not playing well, or was it more uh, the Ravens just playing that well? Um, go ahead, man. Let's start it. Let's kick it off. So, overall, I picked this game score to be 35-31 the Ravens. I thought it would be a closer game. I didn't think the the, the Texans would win, but I thought it would be closer, mainly because Deshaun, um, in regular season games, has not lost by more than seven points since high school. Or just before high school, something like that. It was some crazy. Junior high. He didn't do it in college. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't do it in college. He hadn't done it in the NFL. So, um, I figured the game would stay close. I told Jared last week that the whole "oh yeah, our defense is going to stop Lamar" was nonsense because there's nobody special on the entire defense. So it gets to a point to where it becomes: Do we have enough talent to play with this team? And unfortunately. Outside of Deshaun Watson, who else on that entire roster would you say, okay, we take them over the person on the other team? Maybe just a wide receiver core because you got DeAndre Hopkins. 
Um, but outside well, of that, like, well. like, DeAndre yeah, played well. Like, yeah, who 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 else you going? Hey, you know what? Our guy on our team is better than that person that plays that position on the Ravens. It's like two positions. So overall, I probably should have expected this. I knew the Ravens were a good team. Um, just based on how bad they beat Seattle, how bad they beat the Patriots. I think Jared looked at Seattle and looked at the Patriots win and said, oh, those teams just aren't that good, as opposed to, you know, looking at the Ravens and saying, hey, maybe they're just rounding into shape. So um, I'll turn it over to Jared. I want to hear what his response yeah. is on this. Cause, let, me, let me comment um, on this, too. It's, it's not that – and I agree with you. My whole thing with Jared last week was simply this. He was very critical of the Ravens and what they could and couldn't could and couldn't do. And I'm not saying that he was he was wrong. He he might have been a little wrong because the Ravens did everything well, it seems like. But he wasn't focusing on how bad the Texans are. <laughs> That's what it was. Like Lamar's great, the Ravens are great, but the Texans just aren't that good. They just aren't. And I but would I, me, I would hundred percent disagree. Like, so I, like, I know, I know let, you're me, let me get into so let me get into what actually happened. Um and let me let me explain exactly what happened in this game. There, I, I'm going to start off with a story. So when we took our SATs, uh, Jeremy and I, um, we did pretty well on the SATs. I was very strong on math. Jeremy was strong the on math. SATs. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back around. You guys killed it. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting the, to hear this. So I had a 1,200 on my SAT. This is before they went up to 2,400. 1,600 was the max. I had a 680 on math and a 520 on verbal. Jeremy had a 670 on math, so not quite as good as me on math, but he was way higher than me on verbal at 650. There was a point in time where I thought about getting Jeremy to take my SATs. But the problem was, I said, if Jeremy has the SATs of his life and Jeremy gets a 1550 for me, and then I get a scholarship I'm not supposed to get. I get into a school. I get into Princeton or where or, or some school with my high SAT scores and my diverse academic background as a black tennis player. And I, you know, I get some job that I'm not supposed to get because I built some. Yeah, your name would be Jared Laughlin. That's all. No, yeah, yeah. Look, I, you know, I end up at Harvard at the same time as Mark Zuckerberg. I end up help creating Facebook. Like. You never know what could have happened. And what I didn't want was to look back. And then on Jeremy and say, gets mad and he comes back and says, you know what? Jared doesn't deserve any of this. Exactly. I, and, and even if he didn't, I wouldn't <laughs> want to be the, I, I wouldn't want to look back and say, was all my success because of what I could accomplish or because of Jeremy's allowing me to get in that position? I say that to say this. <laughs> I'm not telling you that the game would have been significantly different. But I don't know how that game would have been had the referees not stolen a touchdown to start the game. Look, oh that's my a, God. In, in reality, could it have been at the end of the day, the Texans just – I mean, I, and I will tell you, I think the Ravens are a better team than the Texans. I think we looked at it. Our pass rush, it, I knew we were going to struggle some without J.J. Watt. We couldn't get a person close to Lamar Jackson. And you can say, oh, it's because Lamar Jackson. No, Lamar Jackson wasn't even evading anybody. He was literally eight yards clear of everybody in the pocket. But what he I will say is nobody was around him. It, it, it looked like you guys could have used some guy named Jadavion Clowney. Clearly. I, I said at the time <laughs> I, I, would, I, I didn't want us to trade Jadavion Clowney unless we were trading him for a tackle, which we didn't trade for. I said if we're going to trade him – we needed to trade for Deshaun to get some protection. But with that being said, you watch the game, and Texans stopped Lamar and the Ravens the first three drives of the game. 
Texans go score a touchdown that was a, it would have been a touchdown because it was a, a tackle on fourth down. They throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. He's tackled by the, by the DB in the end zone. Should have been first and goal from the one yard line. Obviously, Deshaun Watson is going to probably quarterback sneak it in or run it in. Or we're, we're going to score from the one yard line. We're the most, we're, we're the number one red zone scoring team in the NFL. I know at least as of a couple weeks ago. And they take it off. And I think what ended up happening was our team got demoralized and they fell apart. And I, you know, it's, I'm going to talk about this. I don't want to really get into this analogy too much. Uh, my second analogy, because I'm going to talk about this on, on the, uh, weekend picks, but it's almost like, have you guys seen, Dave, I'm sure you love these documentaries. Did you see the documentary on Netflix about the, uh, the Unabomber? No, I haven't seen that. Um, send it, shoot it over to me in a text. We'll, I'll check it out. I'll send know, it to you. It's, it's literally, it's literally one of the best ones I've ever seen. Um, really? Yes. And I'm not going to spoil it for you, What's but funny I'll, about it, I, I remember when the, you know, when, uh, when the Oklahoma City, that's, that's the Unabomber, yeah. right? I'm correct. Yeah. I, I remember that happened. I remember being in Chirac. I think I was nine or 10 or something like that. Yeah. So showing and, my age. Yeah. And so, um, no, no, I was, I was and I'm sorry. The, uh, the Unabomber was not Oklahoma. I, I don't you know. He wasn't the Oklahoma City. What he did, there was a different one. The Unabomber was sending bombs to random, uh, universities and like in mail and he was just mailing out bombs. So like people were just dying and just open a package and blow up. Right. And what it ended up, and I'm not going to like spoil anything for you, but in the documentary, they, they go back and they show like his childhood and there was a traumatic event and you'll see it. I don't want to spoil it, but there was a traumatic event that happened to him because he was a genius. He went to, uh, I believe it was Harvard, like as a 14 year old, 15 year old. And there was a traumatic event. And then that's when his life changed. And I always, I watch that and I look back and I say, he could have been crazy all along. Or that event could have caused something in his head to flip to where we don't know what could have happened had they not done what happened, right? And I think that's where I looked at from that game. I If we were going to lose the game, I like the fact we lost it the way we did. And the reason I say that is, one, we have probably, Giving up? Uh, no, because I don't think we gave up. I think we just, I think we mentally got just pound it and then they literally just enforced their will but because of that one you lose a game like that you come back in ultra focused this week we have a game versus the colts thursday night is uh so we're recording on wednesday so tomorrow night we're, both teams are six and four if we lose that game we're going to be six and five um and they would have both wins so they'd have the, the tiebreaker there it'd be hard for us to win the division and it'd be even hard it'd, it'd be hard for us to get in the playoffs i think i i wanted us to have that focus going to that game also, I think we're going to see the Ravens again. And I'm not telling you we're going to win, but I think there's a shot. And this is why I say that. Yeah, you Listen, don't believe me. I, I really do. Ravens. I really do. People forget this. Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2013. They played the Denver Broncos week 13 of that NFL season. They got beat by 40. And then they played the, the, the Broncos in the playoffs, and they beat them in overtime. And literally, I think the Broncos were a better team. But I think what happens is sometimes when you play a team and you blow them out like that and you come back and play them again, there's just a desperation and a hunger from the team that lost before that's not there. And there is a ease of we think we're way better than this team that comes over the team that won. It's like you play tennis and you win the first set 6-0. A lot of times you lose that second set unless you're just playing somebody that's a scrub. I don't think the Texans are a scrub. I don't think the Ravens are this juggernaut. But I do think the Ravens are way better than I thought. So overall – 
I don't think the Texans are as bad as they they showed. I don't think the Ravens are as good as they showed. But I do want to say, when you take a touchdown from the Texans on a clear, obvious pass interference, and you give a touchdown to the Ravens on a clear offensive pass interference, I don't know how the game would have changed had those plays not changed the complete momentum of the game. And the players talked about it after the game, which um, I think they – But, Jerry, I, I can see if it was within 14 points. Uh, you would probably be stretching it. You guys got handily beat. Like, yeah, you lost by, like, 35. Here's the thing. Though. I, got, I use my analogy yeah. that I gave you at the beginning, though, D. If – yeah, it was, if, if I – Jeremy does my SATs at 17. That's a long way away. And if I end up becoming yeah, the success, you say. analogy makes but, uh, no I, sense. I'm going to tell you why it makes sense. <laughs> compared to. I mean, let me tell you why it makes sense. Because at, at, at 34 years old now, if I'm this billionaire and you're like, oh, man. Well, Jared, it was one small event when you were 17. But how did that event lead to the next event, right? Texans had stopped the Ravens three straight possessions before that to start the game. Immediately, they give up a, a, a drive all the way downfield for a touchdown. Immediately, their offense, our offense was moving the ball before that. We had a turnover on a, a, a Deshaun sack, but we were moving the ball consistently. After that, our offense slowed down. I don't know if a lot of that, I, I think what ended up happening was, I think was the same thing that happened to Clemson. Uh, and this is Clemson, when we played West Virginia in the, in the Orange Bowl 2011, we got beat by a gazillion. We got beat like 77 to 21. But in that game, we were down 14 to 20. And we had the ball on the one-yard line. Taj Boyd was running a quarterback sneak to try to take the lead. And he fumbled it. And West Virginia ran it 99 yards. And they scored like 50 straight points from that point. Like literally not exaggeration, like 50 straight points. And I don't think that they were that much better of a team than us. I think what happened was the team got demoralized by a traumatic experience. I think that's what happened this week. And I expect us to bounce back, and we're going to see him in the playoffs. So, let's go. All right. All right. So, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going was, on a limb was, and saying that the Texans are making the playoffs. Okay. Um, all right. That was, that was definitely I mean, we're, a we're dramatic the experience for those players. <laughs> we're the favorites to win the division right now. So, um, Probably the biggest story of this past weekend was uh, the fiasco that is now uh, the infamous uh, NFL slash Colin Kaepernick workout. Um, A lot, a lot that uh, – I want to say about this, but I'm I'm gonna try to uh, keep a lot of my opinions to myself. Um, but uh, all in all, uh, it was a dog and pony show by the NFL. Um, if you guys didn't know, the listeners, um, NFL um, scheduled a workout for Colin Kaepernick uh, for Saturday here in Atlanta. Um, apparently, they told him on the Wednesday uh, before the workouts, so w- w- which will be last Wednesday. Um, and uh, sent over a waiver that would basically, if Colin Kaepernick were to sign it, he would be waiving all of his rights to, uh, in a sense, be able to sue the NFL for collusion for being blackballed. So it was pretty much, in, in my standpoint, it seems like the NFL tried to have a workout for Colin and get two things accomplished at the same time. No, no, uh, no, no. Limit the media to what? Let me finish. Limit the media to actually seeing what he can do. As well as having him sign a a a, a bogus <clears throat> a bogus uh waiver to where they will be uh pretty much absorbed from all liability um from blackballing a person that can play in the league um 
let's start with Jared this time. I know you 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 said that's not the case, but that's how I read it. Um, let's get you guys' opinions on this on this topic. Let's start with you, Jared. Well, I think you're wrong because I don't think it was two things that they were trying to accomplish. I think they had one intention, and it was to Trojan horse send in this agreement that absolved them from a lawsuit. I think that was the only purpose of it. Because think about this, and and I was excited last week. I talked, you know, Stephen A. who uh, will remain, I say he remained nameless, uh, but um, he's been he's had the wrong opinion on this thing the whole time. But he had the, the comments about, you know, what he was hearing was that Colin Kaepernick was going to have a job within two weeks. Um, all this, you know, yada, yada, yada. That's exactly what – see, that, that's exactly – I may to cut you off. And that's – Stephen A is, is super annoying to me because he comes out and he gets all this – he gets worked up and he's, he tries to be the first one that says, oh, you know, Colin Kaepernick is going to be the – he's going to be signed in two weeks and this is what I hear. And then the NFL pulls what they pulled. And before he can even get information on what really happened, he hops on his on his Instagram and pretty much just talks from his ass. Well, that's that's why that's why I think he did was because he felt embarrassed about his story. So he, he wanted, did feel embarrassed about the story. So he wanted not to, about Stephen A. So you, right. you're gonna you're gonna hurt Kaepernick to to make it seem like you're right and your sources were wrong, or or, or just to try to make your your point seem not as bad that you were you know like that. It, it's just shitty to me. I agree. So, well, but go ahead, Jerry. Well, I'm sorry. To interrupt no, no problem. So when when you look at what happened, there are several things. One, who holds a football workout on a Saturday? One Saturday is obviously the travel day for most teams. Secondly, most of the college scouts are watching college games, uh, especially when you're you're this late in the season. Um, third, the event could have been held at a central location. Typically, like the owners' meetings are held in Dallas or Houston or um, some place that's in between, so that when the people actually want to go there, there's a you know if you're on the West Coast, you can fly an hour and a half, two hours. You're on the East Coast, you can fly an hour and a half, two hours, etc. So to put it in Atlanta to not allow media. So you said, look, we don't. Not only we're not allowing media, but we don't want anybody else to film it. Because we want to be responsible for giving the quote unquote, you know, the the clean edited version of the tape to the teams. All right. So first off, I'm Colin Kaepernick. I'm supposed to trust the NFL to give not only my footage because I, I you never trust the NFL, but to give them an unedited version because clearly NFL could just show all the bad throws and send it out to teams. And there's no media there. There's nobody to confirm whether or not this actually was a good workout, bad workout, et cetera. Uh, and you wanted him to sign this agreement, and he asked you, hey, can we move it back a week? Nope. Can we move it on Tuesday? Nope. Can we have our own receivers? Nope. We They wouldn't even tell him what receivers were there. And we don't know how many teams actually showed up because to say 25 teams is only taking the the opinion or the, the uh, number from the NFL – because they wouldn't provide a list of who actually was showing up. So I, I, I think the entire thing was a sham. Um, and then on the other side, though, I'm not going to go all completely against the NFL on this. Colin Kaepernick, even I agree with you for going and, and working out at a high school and all that kind of thing. A Kuta Kente shirt? Are you really he didn't, he trying? Didn't and that's the thing, too. I'm not going to put all NFL. But, like, you know, if you're trying to get a job, 
you know, it's just like the first you thing just, I saw, and I, I watched it, and I saw the workout live on YouTube. Yep. It's just like, why are you wearing a Kunta Kente shirt? Yeah, it's one For of those listeners things. listeners that don't know who Kunta Kente is, he's a famous uh, slave um, who uh, was a fictional, fictional character from Roots. Fictional yeah. character from Roots. Um, but yeah, it's, I, with him doing that, it's, it, you have to ask the question, was he really, It was that what he was going to wear to the actual workout in Flowery Branch? That That's the Falcons headquarters where they originally planned the workout. Like, like, were you going to wear that? Like, what, what was your point? And I understand you sticking by your values and, you know, uh, you know, your whole platform, but like, I just, I don't get the end game for that was, you know, it's just like, you can, you can stand for something and, and make, and, and, you know, I feel like his, his point, his overall point for, for, for kneeling is, is proven now, you know? Um, but it's just like, if you want to get a job now, like what, why would you, why would you wear that? Yeah. It's like, and, and so a cab does that. All his 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 team shows up, and I know my right shirts. Then at the end of it, he goes on his plus a Magic City a Magic City hoodie, which I do own. Well, um, then he goes into uh, <laughs> then he goes into this this me and my wife. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, owners. It's time to stop being scared. It's time to stop hiding from the truth. I've been I've been ready for three years. I, I've been black. I, y'all know I have been. Yeah, you don't have to get an accent. I that doesn't sound like Kaepernick. That that absolutely sounded like Kaepernick. Um, but with that being said, so he, um, you know, you you have this this opportunity, I'll say, to actually make a a, a impact and to try to get yourself a job because now you actually had eight scouts that showed up, and instead of doing that. You you decide to to blow it. I mean, I I was thoroughly disappointed. Um, I don't think he blew it though. I I, I thought he looked pretty good. No, um, he blew it because who's I think about who's hiring. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a well, let's if you want to talk about who's hiring, it's a lot of NFL teams that need to hire a quarterback. No, no, I'm not talking so about that. That's I'm not saying, about who's hiring. But no, what I'm yeah, saying you're is from if you're hiring, who, who, the owner who's, of the who's team? the person hiring is the owner. And so to come out and talk about the owners being scared and blah 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 was never going to help your call, your cause to 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 go out and say hey I, y'all know why I haven't been here I've been blackballed even though everybody knows that there's not a person who thinks oh man Colin Kaepernick no. is not does not have a job because he's just not qualified to be an NFL starting quarterback but to to come out with that I felt like was not only suboptimal. I felt like it was a hindrance to his ability to get a job, similar to him wearing a Fidel Castro shirt, similar to his girlfriend Nessa putting up a, um, a Django with, with the Ravens owner that that meme she put on on. I just here's the thing too, man. Like I I like Cap, but at this point in the middle of a season, like would I hire him? It would have to be if I'm an owner, because not I like I said my point earlier. I totally agree that the NFL set this up to to for their their whole point, like you said, Jared, was to get him to sign the waiver. But at the same time, like if I'm an owner, do I really want that kind of martyr, if you want to call it, in my organization that's taken away from the actual job that we need to accomplish, which is winning football games? Like, do I want that distraction? I feel like he could have done himself a, a, a better if he would have came in and said, hey, you know. I still stand on my principles, but I'm willing to be a team player. And every, I mean, not to say he's not a team player. A lot people love people in the locker room love Cap. All of his other te- all of his teammates have, have gone on record and say they love him. 
But I just don't. Yeah, he could. He, he, a little. All he had to say was to say, "Look, I've been I've been ready for three years. I've been training. Obviously, there have been some other circumstances that I, have, I just uh, want the opportunity. But but all I'm asking for, I'm not asking you guys for any specific amount of money or any any guarantee. I would just like an opportunity to prove yeah. that I am the same quarterback who took the San Francisco 49ers to Super Bowl, and then but you know, like that." That and all, you can we can wear your all black. Just wear your all black Nike. Like you don't. Have yeah, to have like a there's no point in wearing a Kota Kente shirt. Like so, but Jeremy, I know, I know this is a. Uh, a yeah, Jeremy, a, go ahead and hop in, man. We're, we're uh, pause. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, my thought on the whole Kaepernick thing, I'm completely done with Cap and the NFL. I think this could not have been a worse look for either of them. Um, I'm gonna give you. Me and Jared like analogies. I'm going to give you guys an analogy. Um, Kaepernick and the NFL are like the married couple with a young child who got divorced. And the NFL is the mom who has primary custody. Kaepernick's the dad, and his career is the child. And let's say they live like five years away. I mean, not five years, five, uh, five hours away from each other. And they're supposed to meet every other week and uh the the dad's supposed to get the son well the mom is very very petulant she's very petty she's gonna do whatever she can to try not to uh let him see her son his son so she's supposed to meet him halfway she decides hey i'm not gonna drive halfway i don't feel like driving um so i'm not gonna do it now the dad could say well it's only fair that I drive halfway. So if you're not going to meet me halfway, then I'm not going to go. But if you really want to see your child, you might want to make that five-hour drive. And you you can do that knowing good and well that you might get there and she might not answer her phone. That could happen. And I'm not saying you didn't want to see your child if you didn't make that choice. But if you really wanted to see your child, that's what you do. And I feel like that with Kaepernick about his job. I'm not trying to say he doesn't want to play quarterback anymore. I'm saying it ain't that he doesn't. For him. Yeah, yeah. There, there are things that are more important to him than playing football. And at the end of the day, the NFL is going to continue to go on. They set this entire thing up uh, more for the publicity or, or to get him to sign. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Could have been due to Jay Z's and. Um, Influence. It could have been due to just them trying to get them to sign that that document. All I know is this: I would have showed up. If I would have showed up, if they would have said, "Hey, you got to have this waiver." Hey, look. Obviously, we're not going to be able to get over this whole waiver thing, so I I won't be able to throw for this waiver. But I'm here. Even if they'd have said, "Hey, you can't come in." Hey, I showed up there. My lawyers advised me not to sign this waiver, so I didn't sign it. It would it would have turned out anyway. I don't I don't blame you for for. Um... For for re re re, I guess, purposing the the workout to another another place. I don't blame him for that, but uh, well, he could have he could have let the scouts know that ahead of time because they play. Apparently, they made the reservation of the field the day before, and he didn't tell the scouts until two hours before his workout. I feel like so, they probably knew what was on that waiver before Saturday too. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, don't they know did specific t- timeline, but this is like what if you knew that waiver? Why didn't you just go ahead and just like you know just let everybody know this is the deal and this is what we have planned, you know? So I, yeah, I, I, and I agree. I think it could, I think on yeah, both he, sides, it's just, uh, it's just messy. It's just really messy. It is. And, he had security. Uh, 
he had he had the field security. If anybody has ever worked with trying to get a school district to give you uh, access to their fields or and stuff like that, that is not a quick process. School districts are not that that easy to work with. A lot of times, I've I've tried to work with them in the past. I've worked with them before in the past. They're, they're not the easiest to work with. So that stuff had to be planned out in advance. So I feel like he could have let people know. Obviously, like you guys pointed out before, wearing the shirt was ridiculous. Um, and even if, if if there was any way of him getting around around the waiver, I don't think it was a big deal that the media couldn't be there and that they were going to be the only ones recording it. Because you know what? You could always still go out and do your own workout afterwards. And if you look no, great, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw for the people. That's like me showing my talent to somebody I know that doesn't respect my talent, and doesn't want to give me a job. Like why? Why would? Why would I? Why would I not want transparency? Like, but, but what I'm saying is this: no though. way that let's say if he goes allowed an NFL but, or media horse. Like what, what? Like out of all the organizations, the NFL is trying to restrict media. But it, I mean, at the end of the day, let's say he he went into it. And then he did his own workout the next day, like he did already. Jared, and he looked next day is that's game day. Who's gonna be? But there? I'm out. I mean, I'm not for nobody. Just do it on the internet like you did before. You could have had media there. So let's say he did his own workout, or the next weekend, or, or on Tuesday, whatever it could have been. He could have been a few days later. If he did his own workout and he looked great, like he did through another day, if the NFL came out and said, "Well, he didn't look good in the workout," they're gonna say that's bull. Everybody's gonna call it bull. Because Kaepernick would at least look like he's the adult that's trying to make something happen. And the NFL is being a petulant child. In this situation, they both look terrible. They couldn't look worse. Um, he out here talking about stop, stop running from the truth, stop running from the people. Cap, what people are you talking about they're running from? Like, at the end of the day, it's just you. I mean, like, well, like you know, it's a bad look up for as well because I, I really trusted my boy, J-Hove, my, my favorite artist on the planet, Jay-Z. Um, this is not a good look for him. I don't know why he parted with the NFL. They they clearly have alter, ulterior motives, and they're not for the culture. They're not for um, really anything that 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 Cap is fighting for. So I'm I'm still trying to figure out his angle. I thought the angle was this, um, you know, and you know, partner with with them to you know, hopefully bring some reform and some awareness to the communities, and hopefully get Cap a job, but. He, I, I don't know, I don't know where he goes from here with that partnership with NFL, but you know that's just. Uh, I mean, it could have. Th- this could have been part of it, though. I mean, it's one of those things you never know because, like you, you know, like you, you have to know that not not that he has to know, but the way the NFL did that was was you know definitely not um not the most admirable thing, but. Um, we spent enough time on this. Let's move on. Let's talk about some NFL fellas. Let's let's brighten it up a little bit. Uh, this is something I know. Hey, real, Jared, real quick though, uh, uh, and I have my mic mute. Any parting thoughts on that, Jerry? Go ahead. Yeah, my bad. Um, what I did want to say is this: um, if you're going to look at, you know, Jeremy, you talking about you think they should have put, um, you know, you you think he should have just gone there and done it, even if the the media wasn't allowed. Like I compare it to this in reality. If you're LeBron James and you were blackballed and they were like, Hey, we're going to let Skip Bayless record all the video and be, con- and be in control of the footage. Like, of course, I'm not going to allow that to happen because of the fact of like, I, ha- I, I know there's a, there's a motive for them not to tell the truth. I know there's a motive for them to make, like, even after as well as cap through the ball. I'm not sure if you guys heard the, uh, Jer- 
I'm not sure if you guys heard sure, the, quick, the quick scout. Question, uh, the scout said well, a couple. One scout said elite arm talent. The other scout said um, he he was wasn't as, he wasn't as accurate as he needed to be on deep balls. He was he had an average workout, and and so I mean, if the scouts are going to say that, and we saw the workout, then. Without us seeing it, they probably no, like, tell oh, them what terrible. they would say without if, if nobody if it wasn't streamed on YouTube live, right? But but what is but at the end of the day, and then NFL could control that narrative. Go ahead, Jeremy. I'm sorry. At, at the end of the day, though, if Skip Bayless is the one that's controlling the camera, Skip Bayless is also the one that's making decisions about if he's gonna get a job or not. So at the end of the day, does it really matter what the media thinks about it? No, it doesn't. Well, Jeremy, what you're, you're missing though is the NFL teams. We're not talking about the NFL. The if the NFL administration, the Roger Goodell, the corporation of of the NFL, is sending teams bad footage, there may be a team that may have been interested. But there, and I'm not telling. Maybe I guess if you're your your conversation, I, I, is, I, I would I would say it would be one of those 25 team yeah. rumors already that they were supposed to be there. So yeah, but then you have to. Take the NFL's word that 25 people showed up, and then 17 of them said, "You know what? I know I flew all the way to Atlanta, but I'm not driving 10 miles from the airport to go watch him work out because he like the people that is oh yeah, it was 17 other teams, but all 17 of them had such a tight schedule that they couldn't fit in an extra hour worth of time. Come on, Jerry, Jerry. It could be the it could be that they had pressure to go, and their bosses made them go, and they didn't want to go. It could, be, it could be, hey, yeah, like like that, I think Shannon Sharp said it. It could be like, you know that event that you, you're scheduled to go to and you kind of say you're going to go, but if they said last minute, hey, we're going to move it somewhere else, you'd be like, man, that was my excuse. I didn't really feel like going nowhere. It could be, it could have been one of those. Yeah, probably so. All right, fellas, let's 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 talk about some uh, some some. Well, not not really for me, but let's in Jared's uh, opinion, some 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 more favorable news. Uh, the Lakers are twelve and two. Best record in the NBA. Uh, Jeremy's a reformed Lakers fan. He's now New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans fan. Uh, not what too is it two in a row? Not too <laughs> much to talk about on that end. But uh, excuse me, let's talk about these Lakers, man. Um, Twelve and two, like I said, Jeremy. What's your opinion on the Lakers? Is is it just that the West seems a little weak right now? Are the teams a little bit more even now? Like, what do you what do you uh, what do you think is the cause of this uh, Laker streak? I mean, honestly, I think uh, LeBron is playing well. They're they're playing great team defense, which He's I am shocked of. Um, I actually am going to give a lot of credit to Frank Vogel. Um, Frank Vogel has always been a defensive mind. I thought it would be really hard for anyone to get LeBron to play defense again, but he seems to be locked in. Uh, Anthony Davis is playing good on defense. Um, and then they're one of the only teams that's healthy and still playing all their players on a regular basis without resting. Um, I think Anthony Davis is already—he's got a bad shoulder, something going on right now. And the fact that he's not taking any time off seems kind of silly to me. I think he should probably take a good month off of the season in order to get his get his shoulder back right, because I think it's going to come back to haunt him in the end of the season if he doesn't. Um, but at the end of the day, they're playing well. But keep in mind, this is also the LeBron factor. At no other point in time does anybody pay attention to what's going on in, in, in November in, in the NBA unless LeBron was on a team that was doing well. Uh, they general, like I, I generally don't start playing paying attention to right around the All-Star break. Um, I think Christmas is the, the day that the season actually officially starts. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what they look like against Kawhi and Paul George. They, they're 
only playing their first game together this week um, or to that tonight. And and so I think, uh, you know, they'll probably be like the Houston Rockets were the last few years. I don't think they're going to win a title. So I think they're, uh, you know, pretty much playing to get to the conference finals and lose to Clippers. <laughs> Jerry, what you think about your boys, man? Man, I, I think this, right? I think it's funny that Jeremy says nobody really cares about basketball, mentions it in November, except game one, LeBron looked bad, and they got beat by the Clippers. And everybody was saying, see, told you, LeBron's done, washed up. Hey, he lost his explosiveness. I heard people on NBA on – Jerry, why, why are you going through that? Let me ask you something. Uh, what championship caliber team have you guys played since then? Championship caliber? I'm not sure there's – really any championship caliber team outside the Lakers right now. But, um, I mean, Utah, I think, I mean, Utah, we beat Utah, and then Utah beat the Clippers Utah. the next game. I mean, we beat Utah, Utah beat the Clippers the next game. We beat Phoenix, Phoenix. The next, yeah, they beat, they beat Clip, the Clippers the next game when Kawhi didn't play. We beat Phoenix, Phoenix beat uh, Clippers the next game. Um, I mean, I think there's, there's just, at the end of the day, um, I think the Lakers are the team that, at the end of the day, is the most talented team. First and foremost, let's go. Let's go through this. Number one defense in the NBA is the Lakers, and shot blocks. The Lakers are they lead the NBA in shot blocks. The gap between the Lakers, who are at number one, and the number two team, is the same distance as the gap between the number two team in shot blocks and the number twenty team in the NBA in shot blocks. The Lakers. Dwight Howard has been phenomenal off the bench. He's giving you some nights where he gives you 17 and 15, and he's giving you some other nights where he's just playing good defense and blocking shots. Anthony Davis right now is probably the defensive player of the year. He is leading the NBA in shot blocking. Uh, and you got Danny Green, who's played a, a pivotal role. And this is even with the Lakers missing players. I mean, they started the season without Kuzma. Um, Avery Bradley's been out uh, a few games now. Rondo's been out a, a good bit. He just came back yesterday, looked really good. Uh, so, I think all the pieces together, I think the Lakers are a deeper team than the Clippers. Um, as much as everybody loves the Clippers, and I think Lou Williams is awesome and, and Montrez Harrell is awesome, that team, it, when whenever you see Kawhi go to the bench, they're not the same team. And as, as even as good as Paul George Let's, is, I think Paul George, they, I mean, when he played their first game, they got they got blown out or they lost to the Pelicans. And Paul George had a great game. So uh, I think when you're looking at the matchups, I think the Pel- I think I think the Lakers are set up to be the number one seed. I think the Clippers are setting themselves up for disaster because one, Kawhi is consistently missing games, and when he's missing games, they're consistently losing. And so if they end up a four seed or a five seed, and your first round matchup maybe the Rockets and or the Nuggets, and then you got to play either the Lakers or the you know the Jazz or whoever, and then or the Rockets or whoever. And then you got to play play another team. Like I think you're you're relying on Kawhi in the playoff run to be too healthy. And as much as everybody looks so fondly on the Raptors last year, people forget the Raptors won 59 games the year before and were a one seed. They had been to multiple conference finals, and then they added him. They added uh, and they added Marcus All, who was an you know an All Pro center for trash. No, no, he's not no All Pro center. Stop, Jerry. At, let me finish. I said who was an All Pro center for a decade. And a defensive player, former defensive player of the year. And so when you have the ability to bring Serge Ibaka off the bench, to bring Fred Van Vliet off the bench, who's probably going to be an all-star this year, uh, to, to, to have the depth that they had and then to have the Warriors get injured, I think the, the Clippers are banking on this working because they're going to win the title. 
And I think they're resting. Enough. They're re- Enough. Let me I can't, let I me can't deal with let this anymore. Let me finish the sentence. I think they're banking on they're going to win the title, so this is going to be worth it. But I think the problem they're running into is they're not going to win the title. And then what do you have? You have a team that's forcing and West. Let me let me go through y'all's schedule because I mean I'm I'm getting tired of this already. Oh man, the Lakers are doing so well. Look at how good our defense is. Look at blah 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 blah. You want me to go through y'all's record because y'all have literally played nobody. So <laughs> we're gonna go through Clippers. You lost. Then you play the Jazz. Jazz are like eight and five. Okay, that's decent. But then you beat the Hornets. Yeah, Clippers, Clippers are nine and five. Huh? Well, I'm Jared. They haven't. Jared, what's, what's their record when their starters play? Or when when Kawhi plays? Um, five and two, I think. So then you then you beat, yeah. So then you beat the Hornets. Then you beat the Grizzlies. Then you beat the Dallas Mavericks on really a a blatant miss foul to, to push you guys in overtime. No good. Then, the, you just talked about the Ravens. No excuses, and the Mavs are good. Well, Jared, 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 that's an overtime game. We're not talking about a game where the team got outscored by six times. Um, Mavs. Then you still, beat the Spurs. Then you beat the Spurs. Then you beat the Bulls. Then you beat the Heat. Then you lost to the Raptors. Then you beat the Suns. You beat the Warriors. You beat the Kings, and you beat the Hawks. You guys have literally played the easiest schedule probably of any team in the NBA. We like that is a, the identical that's... schedule of the Clippers. I don't, I don't care. I don't. At the end of the day, here's the thing about the Clippers. They got the best player in the world. No, they don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like they, like they don't. You really think Kawhi cares what his record is? He literally just beat y'all in y'all's own arena, arena a couple weeks ago. But Jeremy, here's here's what you're 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 forgetting. One. LeBron, historically, I don't think LeBron's won a season opener in like a decade. Uh, he always plays poorly to start the season. Two, I think you're looking at the fact of a game where LeBron plays terrible and Anthony Davis plays terrible, and you're you're probably going to win that game. But I don't I don't believe in the in, in this this whole narrative. Of, oh yeah, the Clippers are just so good because what I've seen is I saw the Clippers get manhandled by the Rockets and James Harden. Right. And so at the end of the day, and that was with Kawhi and Kawhi, Kawhi had, had won no parts of James Harden. James Harden threw up 48 points. He wouldn't even guard him. Paul, uh, so I, I think at the end of the day, you're looking at a team that is going to be the one seed and is going to win the title. All right, fellas, let's get into these picks. Jared was, uh, you know, Jared was down last week. Jared was down 500 bucks. Uh, he's up a hundred bucks for the season. So he's up a dub for the season. Uh, Jeremy was up 200 last week and he's down two doves for the season, down 200 for the season. Um, let's talk about these picks. What happened? Let's, uh, let's go into these, uh, picks going into, uh, what week are we in week? Uh, it's 12. No, I think, I think we're going. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Week, week 12, week 12. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Week 12, man. I was right in, right in the first, man. You know, this is why you always got to trust, your, trust yourself, guys. Trust your <laughs> intuition. But yeah, anyway, um, let's talk about these picks. So I'll kick it off. Um, last week, the $500 bet on the Texans definitely was a flame out. Uh, the other games I went to into college picks. Guys, if you guys aren't listening to the 85 weekend picks on college picks, I went undefeated again last week, 4-0. Um, I've hit on nine straight college picks. Um, I just wish we were doing this entire contact, contest on college picks. But luckily for me, I am betting significantly on these college picks, and uh, I've been right on those. So – um, this week though, on the games, last week, I'll, I'll kind of recap it. I had the Texans 
They lost. That was five hundred dollars. I had fifty dollars on the Steelers beating the Browns. That was a disaster. Um, I had fifty dollars on the Jets beating the Redskins. I'm not sure why that wasn't my five hundred dollar bet because I knew that one was obvious. Um, I had two hundred dollars on the Dolphins covering versus the Bills. They did not cover. And I had $200 on the Broncos covering 10 and a half points versus the Vikings. And again, they probably should have won, but they lost by four points. So this week, I got some games for you guys that I feel fantastic about. Look, I get the, the Houston Texans coming off an embarrassing loss. As I tell you, my rule, whenever a team gets embarrassed on primetime or a big game, expect them to bounce back the next week. Texans minus three and a half points Thursday night. It's a short week. The game is in Houston. Houston has had problems historically with T.Y. Hilton, who has one of the highest receiving averages versus a team of any player in the history of the league versus Houston. But T.Y. Hilton did not practice yesterday. He did not practice today. Uh, we They do not expect him to play. And... Marlon Mack broke his hand and is out for the season, or I think the least foreseeable future, but I think he's out at least for the rest of the season. So uh, I'm going to take the Texans minus three and a half points. I think Deshaun Watson bounces back, um, has a monster game on Thursday night, and I think we get back in the first place and win this division. Second game, I think this, this game is pretty simple. Um, I get the Browns, they're minus 10 and a half versus the Dolphins. So the Browns without Miles Garrett, um, with an offense that's still struggling to figure out how to throw the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. He had a wide-open touchdown that the Baker missed. Um, and then Ogunjobi, their other defensive end, is out in the game. Um, and they're dealing with this whole backlash, and they're playing a Dolphins team that has been playing well as of late. Uh, they lost to the Bills, but before that, they won their two previous games. They're 2-8. and eight. They're playing extremely hard. I'm getting 10.5 points for the Browns. I'm going to take the Dolphins plus 10.5 points in that game. Next. Um, I, Damon, I'm sorry. I, I, I told you that I was going to uh, be believing in Kyle Allen, but I've watched him now that the teams actually have film on him and he is a disaster. So I get the New Orleans Saints minus 10 points versus the Panthers. Uh, that seems like a no brainer because Kyle Allen has thrown so many interceptions over the last few weeks. He didn't throw any of his first four games. Now he's a turnover machine Four interceptions versus the Falcons last week. So I'm going to take the, ta- the the Saints minus 10 points. Next game, I'm going to go with the Cowboys minus or sorry, plus six and a half points versus the Patriots. Look, everybody loves the Patriots. No, 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 but they can't throw the ball. And their offensive line is getting Isaiah Wynn back, which I think is a bonus. But I don't think Isaiah Wynn is, you know, the the all pro love tackles that they've had over the time. They have, he's not Trent Brown. He's not Nate Soldier. Uh, he, he's not that guy. Um, so I still think they struggle. I still think Tom Brady is falling off. So I'm going to take the Cowboys plus six and a half points. They may prove me wrong because all of their wins outside of the Philly win have been versus teams that have three or less wins. And every team outside of Philly that they play with a winning record, they've lost to. So we will see how that goes. Last game, and I feel pretty confident in this. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens minus three points versus the L.A. Rams. Now, this is a classic win-win game. If the Ravens win, fantastic, and they cover, fantastic because I cover the bet. If they lose, fantastic because then they would drop a game in the standings and then we would still only be one game back of them. Maybe they lose three of their final six and we can catch them. I doubt that's going to happen significantly, but they have a tough schedule to finish the season. Uh, Just to go through it, they have the Rams in L.A. on a night game, which a lot of times favors the team on the West Coast. 
Um, after they play that game, they still have to play the 49ers the following week. Then they play at the Bills. They play at the Browns, who beat them before, and versus the Steelers. I doubt they lose three of those games, but if they lost to the Rams, San Francisco game could get dicey, and Buffalo, their defense can stop the run. Um, but, I mean, we will see. So my five games that I went over, I'm going to take the Houston Texans minus the three-and-a-half points that they're giving up versus the uh, the – I was going to say Baltimore Colts, but it is not 1982. Uh, so versus the Indianapolis Colts, uh, I'm going to take uh, – and my screen just flipped off. Let me click it back. I'm going to take the Dolphins plus 10.5 points versus the Browns. I'm going to take the Saints minus 10 points versus the Panthers. I'm going to take the Cowboys minus uh, plus 6.5 points versus the Patriots. And I'm going to take the Ravens plus three – or minus three points versus the Rams on the road. Book it. Okay, so um, I agree with a couple of those. Um, the Texans, I don't trust them. Uh, I don't trust that defensive line will get any pressure whatsoever on Jacoby Brissett and that offensive line. And I don't think that you need Marlon Mack in order to run the ball against you guys if you have that offensive line. So we shut down um, Marlon Mack last game. I think he had thirty-five yards rushing or something on like. 18 carries, but yeah, but you guys got torched by Jacoby. Um, and I don't think T.Y. Hilton played that last game either. He did. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that was his first game back. He had like okay. a, he still had like a buck 20 on us. It was just kind of our kryptonite. Yeah. So anyway, not saying you won't cover, just saying I wouldn't bet it. I'll go through my lines real fast for you. Um, so first I will start with Saints. Uh, at home against the Panthers. Seems pretty simple to me. Uh, the Panthers don't look like a great team. The Saints um, have looked like a great team every game this year except against Atlanta. So I anticipate them going back home, not underestimating the Panthers and really going ha- uh, putting a stranglehold on this entire division and really finalizing. Dave, how much money do we have on this one? Is it 50? <coughs> yeah, something like that. Okay. You yeah, know what I'm saying? We, sure. we, we still there with it. You know what it is? Okay, cool. Just double checking. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I, I got this game online at nine and a half. But it's we got the spread, 10. though, right? Nine and a half? Uh, we didn't say no spread. We said who's going to win. <laughs> we went ML. Okay. We still ML. It's all yeah. Right. yeah. So um, the Saints are definitely <laughs> going to cover that. Um, the next game that I bet was uh, Seattle at the Eagles. Um, Seattle is is getting a point and a half. I actually bet this game in real life the money line, but uh, I'm gonna just gonna say plus one and a half. They'll cover that easily. They'll definitely go to Philadelphia and destroy Philadelphia because Philadelphia sucks. So there you have it. Next game, Dallas at New England. Um, I'm going to bet Dallas plus six and a half. Although this game makes me really nervous. The reason why it makes me nervous is because not only is he going against Bill Belichick, but also because who did they play last week? Oh, did they play a Belichick protege? Yeah, so they just want to get Matt Patricia. I'm sure he's probably got a call in to, to Belichick right now telling them what they should try, what they shouldn't try, what worked, what didn't work. And they're probably – coming up with all the stuff that that they saw on film and Belichick's going to use that to put together some master game plan 
in order to shut down Dak. I think uh, they'll be able to put some pressure on that offense, and the offense will get shut down. But you know how I feel about this game. Overall, it really doesn't matter because Tom Brady does not look like Tom Brady anymore. Um, fourth game, I am going Detroit, minus three and a half at Washington. Yes, I know it's Jeff Driscoll. Yes, I know they probably aren't good enough to be favored by that much against anybody on the road, but it is against Washington, and I'm sure Dwayne Haskins will help me out. So three and a half there. And then lastly, I'm with you on this one, Jared. The Baltimore Ravens at the Rams seems like the easiest game ever because Jared Goff seems like the worst quarterback ever. That guy looks like he is the most overpaid quarterback in the history of football. He doesn't look that's worse very than hard Trubisky, to be. but he looks like he's the most overpaid, most certainly. But he doesn't look worse than Trubisky. He looks equal to Trubisky. He doesn't look worse no, than him. No, Jeremy, put this in perspective. As bad as Goff was, Goff turned the ball over twice to the uh, to the Bears in the first half and gave them the ball inside of Chicago uh, uh, Rams territory, and Trubisky couldn't score a point from inside of <laughs> of the Rams territory. But but I mean I'm not gonna put that on him. The kicker missed two kicks inside 45 yards. I'm sorry. You're you're getting the ball <laughs> in, in Rams territory. You need to score touchdowns. I'm sorry. So I, I can't say God's worse than Trubisky. Yeah, but I mean that's I agree. You got score touchdowns, but it's not like hey, he didn't get him. Like they they missed the kicker missed two easy kicks. Well, one of them um, was a fifty three yarder, so that one wasn't an easy one. But yeah, one was like forty something. I thought they were both under forty five. Um, but yeah, those are my, those are my picks this week. Like I said last week, I had a great week. Plan to have another great week this week. Come back in the positives, and it's all good. Bet, 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 you bet. What? Huh? All right, fellas, uh, definitely going to see what's going to happen. There's a lot more football left. Uh, but you guys got any uh, parting words for the listeners before we get up out of here? Uh, I have one. I felt like we uh, talked a lot today, man. I was, I was I'm still trying to figure out. Here, here's, here's mine. One, okay. I have two quick ones. Okay. Eric Weddle, uh, yeah. he played for the Baltimore Ravens the last three years. He now plays for the Rams. The Rams are playing the Ravens this week, and he claims he's not going to share any of his trade secrets about the Ravens' defense because he wants to be loyal to the guys he left on that team. Um, Listen, your paycheck is now coming from the L.A. Rams. Any advantage you can give to your current team, who is in dire need of making the playoffs, needs to be done. Not just because, oh, you know, you're being disloyal, but be loyal to the one that's paying your paycheck. Look, at the end of the day, I guarantee you, if they know exactly what tendencies you're doing, John, John Harbaugh is not going to be sitting back there saying, oh, man, well, I know what likes cover two defense. I like to play right. cover two and bites on this. Let's not throw this past that direction. This is just this might be one of the dumbest kind of arguments I've seen because it, it kind of gives you Jan, that. I just want to throw this out. They have no chance of making the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. But continue. They're, they're six and four, right? <laughs> Uh, I think so. Trevor, if they're six and four, and they still play Seattle again, they still they, they have a chance of making the playoffs. All right, they're not going to make it. Seattle's going to win the division, so they're not going to make it over the 49ers. They're not going to make it over the Vikings you're, or the you're, Packers. I, so I don't know if Seattle's going to win the division. Literally, Seattle's gotten lucky twice. Literally, Seattle should be <laughs> six and four. In perspective, Seattle played the 49ers. 49ers missed a 43 yard kick, right? They played the, the, the Rams. The Rams missed a 39-yard kick as time expired. Those two kicks are made. 
They're six and four. So the gap between Jared, the, the Jared, Rams, but, but 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 between that, the guys drop drop picks on uh, earlier in the uh, early on that drive, and the game's over already anyway. But once you're in that spot, like the the odds of them missing both of those kicks is under thirty percent. Mm. That's what happens in football. So, like I said, that that <laughs> I mean, you got to give your team an advantage. I mean, they're they're Jerry six Stewart. and four. Yes, what happens in football. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then keep in mind those both of those games were on the road. So they they've got Rams in Seattle and they've got 49ers in Seattle. Yeah, but I mean you win both those games in overtime. That doesn't mean the home game is a is a gimme. Yep. That's true. As always, we want to uh you know, thank everybody for tuning in another week. Uh make sure you guys go follow us on uh, all social media platforms, Instagram. Our our uh, handle is uh Amibros underscore podcast. Um and we will talk to you guys next week. We out.